0: Hi floppers, before we start our regular nonsense, we wanted to make sure you knew the Flop House is going on a four-city West Coast tour this January. It's the Flop House Errors Tour, the biggest event in pop culture entertainment this year. Probably. You can see us in Vancouver on Wednesday, January 24th at the Rio Theater. In Portland on Thursday, January 25th at the Aladdin Theater. In San Francisco on Friday, January 26th at Cobb's Comedy Club as part of San Francisco Sketchfest. And in Los Angeles on Sunday, January 28th at the Regent Theater. For tickets, go to flophousepodcast.com slash events. Again, that's flophousepodcast.com slash events. The Flophouse Live. It's like the podcast, but you can smell us. And now, without further ado, our regular nonsense.
1: Hey! Hello! Welcome to a Flophouse Mini! That's right, this is the Flop house Podcast, and I'm your host, Stuart Wellington, and joining me are...
2: Dan McCoy.
1: And Elliot
0: Galen uh, Dan, I, don't know I like I the energy you gave it. You gave a lot of good mm-hmm. energy to it, Dan, yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I don't know why... I, la- I know that we introduce ourselves at, at the beginning of every show, but something about <laughs> Stuart's wave. Turning yep. to me it threw me off. It threw me, I'm sorry. Yeah, when it when
1: came time for Dan's turn to introduce himself, he visually visibly flinched <laughs> I, from me. I, I yeah. froze. I was very happy. Like, Who am I? <laughs> okay, so here at the Flop House, we normally watch a bad movie and then talk about it. But today's a mini, so we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to be doing a show that I like to call. Only in theaters. That's right. We're doing a special mini episode talking about the theater going experience. Cause you know me, Stuart Wellington, I'm a bit of a theater kid growing up. That means I like seeing <laughs> movies in movie theaters.
0: That's okay. what that
1: means. Usually so. you went to theater Absolutely. camp,
0: which was just the movie theater in the summer. <laughs> that's what
1: I would <laughs> call it. Yep. Uh, that's great. So I think you guys can agree that um, the movie theater experience has been fairly formative for all of us. And sure, huh? uh, I would like to talk about uh, various elements of the theater-going experience. And specifically, I want to talk about an early pitch for the Flophouse TV show. This was pitched uh, to me and then possibly not relayed to these guys a while okay. ago by my wife, Charlene. So this is all TM Charlene. One of her pitches for the Flophouse <laughs> TV show was the idea that uh, Dan would inherit a movie theater and that for some reason, Stuart and Elliot would have to live with him and we would have to try and run a movie theater. But of course, the only movies we would get would be bad ones that we would have to make fun of, something like that. This is a good so, pitch. I
0: remember this pitch. This was a good okay. one.
2: Yeah, I like it. Is it. So is it primarily s- sort of pivoting to a sitcom with this uh, premise or is it sort of like Mystery Science Theater where this is the framing device
0: to us, you know, watching movies. I, I think it could be both. Stuart, what was, mm-hmm. what was Charlene's original uh, vision of it? You know, I don't
1: remember. <laughs> this was <is> many years <laughs> this ago. I think it was a little bit of both. I think yeah. there was I could see this a being little bit a of,
0: sitcom elements and riff elements, much as the way, same way that Jury Duty has kind of like sitcom elements and hidden camera prank mm-hmm. elements, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, and just like that, we would also feature somebody who doesn't know we're making a show. That's right, Dan <laughs> McCoy. You <laughs> 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 would be the plant, <laughs> the real-life person <laughs> to push me out of bed. Uh-huh. Um, so before we get too much into the <laughs> theater-going experience, let's talk a little bit about this movie theater. If, if we inherited a movie theater, Dan inherits a movie theater, and we had to run it. Love it. What yeah. would we name that movie theater? Oh. The Flophouse is the obvious one, but I say let's dig a little deeper.
2: Sure, yeah. Okay. The Peach Well, Pit. really putting, putting us on the spot for a clever rejoinder or even You can think un-clever. about it. Why, why don't Damn we circle McCoy's back?
1: Dan McCoy's Movie Madhouse? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> why, why would we mess with perfection? <laughs> movie Madhouse. Now, I'm assuming in this case it would also only be a single screen, not a multiplex, I would right? think so, probably. Uh, yeah, right? I'm
2: imagining an old-time kind of like, yeah
1: old-timey movie houses. Now that's the thing, guys. Do you, speaking of movie theater experiences, I went to th- we went uh, I, <laughs>
2: sure I went many. <laughs> uh
1: like a few years back I went to a small theater in uh downtown Brooklyn. I think the one on Court Street maybe, and they the smell oh, the, the little of like one. the real little, yeah, one. The little one Oh, the, I know like, that one. Yeah. the smell yeah. of popcorn baked into that fucking yeah. carpet and the sound of like video games around the corner. Like it took me back so hard. So it made the experience of going to see Gone Girl that much better. <laughs> um, but I feel like a little bit of that is lost nowadays. I don't when was the last time you went to a movie theater that smelled like
2: a movie theater? Uh that's interesting. Cause, you know, yeah, like we have these like all these like boutique theaters near us in Brooklyn now that I don't feel like I go into one where it's just like someone dropped a bunch of Butter-flavored coconut <laughs> oil on the carpet 20 years ago. <laughs> the place still stinks.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, – most of the theaters near us are pretty pretty new and clean. And, like, we went I, – I took my kids to see a movie – was it last weekend? I guess it was. And my younger son spilled an entire jumbo bucket of popcorn right outside the theater. And I reported it to the staff there. And when I – when we left the theater, it was, it was a gone and you would never have known it had happened. Like, mm-hmm. there was not a single crumb left. And – But there is a
1: theater. It was like those aliens in heavy metal that use their giant, like, vacuum noses to snort up cocaine.
0: (laughs) Exactly, but with popcorn, yeah. But there is a theater in Pasadena. That is an old, fairly run-down theater, very poorly laid out. I I took my older son to see the Ninja Turtles movie there, and I was delighted to see that the middle of the theater, where the best seats would be, was actually where the stairs going up into the room were, and they had railings around it. So if you wanted to sit in the middle theater, you had to look over the railings. It was the worst laid-out theater I feel like I've ever been in. But there was something very old-fashioned about that, that, like, this was probably a bigger room that they cut up, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. and the place is dirty and it smells gross and popcorn-y, but there's something kind of fun about that because it felt like, oh, we're going to a real movie theater. We're not going to like a clean multiplex that uh, you would go – that you would uh, order food at your chair from. We're going to like a place that is, feels old, you know. So there was something nice about that, Yeah.
1: So this is, I mean, this is all important information because we're obviously brainstorming the movie theater that we're going to be opening, oh, okay. of course. And it's
0: going to, it's got to be a gross old theater. There's no, it, it's no fun if it's a, if if we're doing this at a clean new theater, right? So, yeah, of course not.
1: It has, it has to be a, a hellhole. So yeah. it has to be like the old uh, Park Slope Pavilion Theater. I was just
0: thinking the same one, the Pavilion Theater, which everyone said they had bed bugs. I don't think they did, but- yeah they did routinely turn off or just break the lights in the stairs. So if you had to go to the upstairs theater, you would be in the dark, just (laughs) hoping you didn't fall down. I mean, they (laughs) certainly
2: had multiple screens with visible tears on them or stains for where sodas had been thrown. And a lot of theaters where uh, even the seats that didn't have garbage bags over them to indicate that they were broken were broken.
1: (laughs) we are still broken, yeah. I remember seeing uh, a hot tub time machine in one of those theaters, and the— Like, the smell of mildewy chairs was so prevalent. I'm like, I'm in the movie. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That was, I used to go, that theater was in close walking distance to my apartment. So I would go there so often and it was just like, you knew there would be no one else in the theater because no one else wanted to be in that theater. (laughs) Yeah. You were there because you wanted to see a movie. (laughs) 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 Because you have a problem. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know how some people in the summer go see movies because they want to get some air conditioning? That's not why you're at the Pavilion
0: Theater. Yeah. No, air no, air conditioning you don't work. you will not get it.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> something in you demands the movie experience, and this is what is within walking distance. That, is their, that, is their prom, that was their promise to you. And then I would What's round
0: it? it out by going to the used bookstore that I think is now closed, which was roughly the size of an alleyway and smelled like cat pee, and every book I bought there also smelled like cat pee.
1: <laughs> cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, That rules. So, uh, wait. Now, the downtown Manhattan theater where you could always hear the subway was that the Angelica? That's, Angelica. That's the Angelica, oh, yeah. Man, that was great too. And they, and they had would always that was crank the AC so high. To uh, that was were the we were about it
2: in the. Past tense. I it's think still it's there. still around, yeah. But
1: I remember seeing uh, – years ago, I remember seeing Snowpiercer there and the combination of super frigid cold
0: atmosphere and uh, <laughs> sound of subway trains running. I was like, I'm in the movie. 40X, <laughs> I, I, man. I used to go – I remember I – I saw a lot of movies there. I remember they have one theater there that's tiny. That's so incredibly tiny. And I saw Primer in that theater. I saw The Fountain when I was first uh, dating my wife, and uh, yeah. th- th- a lot of magical experiences in this tiny theater where you can hear trains. Sometimes the other theaters also, and mm-hmm. the and and the refreshments are pretty expensive.
2: Stuart, yeah. do you remember the theater that was like it? It was closed very early on in our time in New York, but it was like basically across from Charlene's. Uh, there was a place there that then became like a. Low, like an American Apparel, yeah, yeah is an like American, American Apparel, apparel for, for a long time. while. Yeah. I I never actually saw a movie at. The I theater. saw uh, the final Matrix, <laughs>
0: um, oh, which was a
2: disappointing experience, and uh, the Ang Lee. It was called Incredible Matrix Disappointments. That was the title. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I I feel like it's had a cultural reevaluation.
0: <laughs> oh, so. But but Dan, I cut you off. Sorry, you, what was your experiencing Matrix? What revolutions? Yeah, oh, I, I saw it? that, and Ang Lee's The Hulk, and oh. uh, a movie
2: that I. Still like no that that one's fun. It's got you know it's got flair, uh, but that was also kind of <laughs> just like no frills. You like you walk in there and it's like okay, well uh, this kind of feels <laughs> like a big I don't know storage container that got turned into a movie theater. <laughs> that was the that was the movie
1: where there's occasional wipes where it like turns into a comic book page. Yeah, right? yeah.
0: They have man, I wish
1: comic book movies did that shit still. <laughs> They're like, no,
0: it's a it's a movie. We don't have to do that. We don't have to. People know it's a comic book. It's a movie now. At this point, people more people know this from the movies than know no, it no, no, as no, no, a comic no.
2: book. Panels. We have to show that there's panels. Well, was was that like we an old time movie paneling. house
0: or what's going on there? Uh,
2: I mean, I don't think of old time movie house in the way that like I would think of like oh the old movie palaces. But like yeah, time, you're not going to get
1: last action heroed while you're there. It
2: certainly <laughs> reminded me of like the place. Oh, I wish I could remember what it was called. Like. Sunnyland, Sunnyland, I think, movie theater in uh, Washington, Illinois, the, the half an hour away that we would drive to as I was, when I was a kid that kind of like, I don't know, it could be a, the, the architecture, that, that Midwestern architecture where it could be a church or it could be a fast food <laughs> restaurant. Uh-huh. Yeah. In this case, yep. it was a movie theater. Um, yeah,
1: it kind of reminded me of that. Now, I want you guys to think back. We've all been seeing movies for a while now. Um, Can you think back uh, to a time where you have been a bad movie theater attendee? Like, have you walked out of a movie before?
0: Have you been particularly disruptive? I've never walked out of a movie. In fact— I remember seeing Joe's apartment in the theaters and the film broke within 20 minutes and me and my brother sat around waiting for them to fix it. It just took too long and we had to go, but we were, even that, that was the universe telling us you should walk out of this movie early. <laughs> yeah. But uh, There have definitely been times when, I mean, when on the day, we've talked about this on the podcast on when on my wedding day, when we all went to see Piranha 3D, we were not particularly good audience members to the two other people in the theater for that one. Who were
1: expecting a somber viewing of uh, Piranha
0: (laughs) Or when I went with, uh, when Jenny Jaffe and I went to go see Cats in the theaters, you know. But but
1: otherwise, I feel like I feel like you probably weren't as bad as the people that were in the same theater as us as Cats who were trying to do their own riff show. And I'm not uh, talking about me and Dan. We were being lovely. We were enjoying (laughs) it like it was meant to be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Somewhat ironically.
0: But otherwise, like, I don't usually talk, I don't talk back to the screen. I don't, yell in movies. I don't masturbate in the theater. I don't... I try not to oh, steal the things ahead of <laughs> You gotta to <try. laughs> no, I mean,
2: that's...
1: when I was a teenager, I definitely remember seeing, what, Man Without a Face with a bunch of fellow teens and we were super disruptive. We, like, snuck fucking jolt colas in. <laughs> we were real jerks.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't, and I think we were either kicked out or left. I horror. don't think I have ever been that guy. I've left a couple... Like, I remember distinctly I left the Korean horror movie The Eye... Mm-hmm. not because like I not because it was particularly bad like I, I I've never seen it in full since then I but I know that there're proponents out there I but know it I just you know I was going there because it was my birthday and I was like I want to see a movie like this one's gotten good review. and like just the vibe. This was wrong, you know? Wait, I'm like, this is not making me happy right now. Let's leave. Like, yeah,
0: Dan, you reminded me of the one time I did walk out of a movie. I did do this. It was on September 12th, 2001, when I I was living in a dorm on Union yeah. Square in New York. There was a what used to be that huge AMC theater that was on the corner of uh, 14th Street and, uh, was it Broadway? I can't remember. That, that has since recent, relatively recently closed. And the day after September 11th, they put posted notices on the doors saying, New York, let's make this a day at the movies. Let's take forget our troubles or something like that. Free movies all day, free refreshments all day. And me and another college student were like, oh, well, we've been hearing that uh, Jeepers Creepers is kind of a fun throwback to, uh, to like old-timey grindhouse horror. And we got yeah. the biggest popcorns we could and the biggest sodas because it was all free. And we went into our free packed screening of Jeepers Creepers. And about 10 minutes in, we were like, and, uh, I, I don't I don't have this. I can't right now. This is not doing it for me. And we left that. Yeah. So it's yeah. extenuating circumstances. It was the day after September 11th. Well, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's never been as dramatic for me as September 11th. <laughs> but the the times that I've left a movie have been all about, you know, like, I love movies as I think should be apparent to listeners of this yeah. podcast. Even ones that you probably shouldn't. It was should apparent shouldn't. to listeners of the podcast, yeah. And— Because of that, I think I reflexively think to myself, like, what do I want to do? I want to watch a movie. Like, this will make me happy. I'll go to the Mm -hmm. movies. And as I've grown older and better able to sort of identify my own emotions, there have been more times where I'm like, oh, I did this because I thought it would make me happy. It's not actually what I need to do right now. Yeah. Like a lot of the times, like I'm seeing a thing because I'm part of a loyalty program, so I'm paying the fee anyway. It's not like I spent extra money for this yeah, movie. It's like a, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, you it's know, like,
1: a, like a like a post nut clarity or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I'd rather be reading quietly at home. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would make me happier. Yeah.
0: I mean, and, it, and I think it's very it's very mature of you that you don't have that feeling, that completionist feeling where you're like, I'm here, I have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't not finish it.
1: I did walk out of a screening of Logan that I went to. It was a matinee, and I Logan didn't realize—nope, uh, uh, Logan the the, <laughs> the 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 killer Wolverine movie. Oh, uh, And the I didn't realize it was a matinee, and I didn't realize it was like a school holiday. So I sit down, and then like right after the movie started, uh, like a mom brings in like a dozen very young children. And then Wolverine starts like chopping dudes' arms and saying fucking shit. And like the kids start, are like yelling. And I'm like, I just stand up and I go, fuck this and walk out of the
3: theater. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, that was uh just like, it was just passive aggressive enough, but it was a little showy. Oh man, it was great. I felt really mm-hmm.
3: good.
1: And, or I could talk about the time that I was, uh when I went and saw... Uh, speed racer on a school school trip, on a work trip.
0: School
2: trip. <laughs> I wish it was okay, <laughs> class, today we're going Everyone, to see speed racer. <laughs> our field trip to the Museum of Science and Industry where they're playing speed racer for some reason. <laughs> I went to this, I
1: was at, I was, it was like with a bunch of work people and I was out of town. And I just remember I was getting into a very intense like, Sexting situation with an ex, and it was. I was like, Sexting, yeah, Sex-sexting? yeah. I'm like, yeah. I gotta, I like kept sneaking out of the theater. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> and that was, I think, that was back in the day when, like, iPhones, if you wanted to send a dirty message, like, mm-hmm. like a dirty picture, it didn't go direct, it like went to a website you had to log into. <laughs> I you remember that,
2: was it makes it really hard sexting. to pay attention to
0: Speed Racer, which is a movie you really have to pay close attention when to. When you also. first yeah, knew me, I was so married quiet. for a long time,
2: <laughs> so by the time yeah. any sexting entered my life, it was uh.
1: You don't sex with your partner? Oh man, it really spiced things up. Um, okay. So
2: let's <laughs> now that we're talking about some- I've so, never done it. I'm just I don't know. Let's not talk about some.
1: We've talked about great theater experiences, maybe some bad ones. How do you guys feel? Do you prefer a totally
2: full theater or an empty theater? Uh it, you know, honestly, it just depends on the 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 people in that crowd. Like, if they are Respectful moviegoers, I would always prefer a full theater for certain types of movies, like horror or comedy. I think work the best when you're just like with a full crowd that's in it. Um, But if it's like assholes, I don't want those people. I would rather be there. Let's assume that
1: that not everyone is an asshole.
2: Uh, I think that for the most part, like I. Well, I guess it differs for genres, what I would say. Like, there are certain genres where I'm like, I, I hunger more for, like, the communal communal experience. But I also really enjoy going into a, a theater and being like,
0: yeah, I'm the only one here. Like, so, Dan, you're going to see Ava DuVernay's Origin. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. do you want a full a full communal packed theater, yeah, or you want just, like, to, it's just be- a just a theater that's going to have a lot of moments where
2: people stand up and cheer, like Flash <laughs> w- is entering the Speed <laughs> Force. <laughs> this year,
0: I feel like Origin is a lock for that stand up and cheer moment award. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, it's got
1: it's up there with the Zone of Interest.
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, I didn't. I I'm not like, cheering. Certain <laughs> certain people are cheering. They feel emboldened to cheer, whereas in the past perhaps they wouldn't have cheered. Mm, uh, yeah. I think the it, for me it depends on how I'm feeling at the moment and a kind of and, and like Dan saying what kind of movie it is like there are times when I've enjoyed having that private theater feeling when I'm the only one there for a matinee but there are other times where it feels I feel sad that I'm I'm the only one there like um I went to see Stop Making Sense when it was re released in the theaters and. Mm-hmm. There was part of me that was – there were only a couple other people in the theater. There was part of me that was kind of glad because it meant I didn't have to feel self-conscious if I was, like, moving to the music at all. But there was also part of me that was like, oh, it would be cool if it's, this was more of a, like, a whole audience getting into yeah. this this concert feel. You know, if it felt more like a concert that way, you know.
1: Yeah, now, I think – I mean, I think in general we all agree that, like, seeing a m- movie in the theater is probably the preferred experience. Um, but are there, is there a specific t- – like, you had mentioned genres – work better with different uh, crowds. Is there a type of movie that like you need to see in the theater as opposed to watching at home or Uh, the inverse?
2: I I mean, I think that there's this general conventional wisdom like, oh, like big movies are like what you got to see in the theater. And and I get why that catches on because it has a certain like blunt ring of truth of like, I want to see something visual, highly visual in the theater, but and it can can change
0: the impact. Like if the, when I saw gravity in the theater, I was like, this is amazing. And I've not watched it since then because it's not going to be the same on a television or an iPad. I have never had
2: any, uh, desire to revisit avatar at home, not in giant 3d, -hmm. but I had a good time at the time.
1: I saw yeah I saw somebody on a plane watching Gravity and I'm like this is, <laughs> this is a weird experience buddy.
0: <laughs> but, I, but I feel like it's but it's it can be helpful for me sometimes to be in theater for a smaller movie because I can be hyper focused on it. There's no yeah. disturbance. To, like I watched Past Lives at home and I loved it, but I'm I kept thinking like if I was watching this theater I could be watching this only and not distracted by anything else. And then I think I would mm-hmm. pick up so much nuance in the performances that I was probably missing. Yeah, uh, well, yeah you were what, so
1: distracted by, like, all the all the possibilities that you missed out on and all the things that you— Exactly, like, yeah. You, like, the, the different paths your
0: life could have taken, well, but, like, it, you weren't it, in the theater, so you— I, well, I was I was at home, and so I, I really I was distracted. Yeah, I was distracted by the reminding of what it was like when I was Maud Deeb, and I had the choice between creating a galactic jihad or not, and I chose the not. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. well, what if it had been different? What if I, yeah. what if I had gone all the way with yeah, it? You that know, makes sense. Uh,
2: but that's that's what I wanted to get at, though. Without the you know, throw the conventional wisdom out. I think any good movie is probably enhanced by seeing it in the theater. Whereas there are some like mediocre movies that maybe you'd be easier on. Critically, if you saw them at home and didn't feel like you are making a big deal out of it, you know. Uh, and then, of course, there are certain uh, sort of art films from Europe, you know, with high, highly sexual situations that maybe are best enjoyed in the mm-hmm. privacy of your own home. Not not in the theater know.
1: with your mom. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of yeah. Of course. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I th- just – although you were talking about cranking in the theater. Do you
0: want to elaborate on that? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, Dan, clarify you came that out as pro-cranking? JK, just kidding. <laughs> oh, JK,
2: JKs. Okay, that
0: means cool. that there are horror movies. You'd, I, I would normally rather see a horror movie in a theater with an audience because you can get their uh-huh. scares. But there are times when a horror movie is much scarier to me if I'm at home by myself. Or like, yeah. um, like I watched Barbarian by myself at home and it was like, yeah, I'm in a situation where someone could come out of the basement right now and kill me. And it was – it made it scarier or um, – Watching Mandy at home, I had an extra level of fear that my children would get up from their bedrooms and walk mm-hmm. in at any moment and see what I was watching. And That'd that would traumatize them. Life.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, the real joy of Mandy seeing in the theater was the moment when I'm like, I'm watching this in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what a picture. Um, so, we've talked a little bit about the experience Let's talk about snacks. What kind of movie snacks <laughs> snack do you experience. love in a
2: movie theater? Uh, Movie snacks.
1: Popcorn, candy. Do you go nuts? Do you buy everything and have to, to hire somebody go, to carry I, it for I go you? I
0: gotta go with classic PC. That's right, an old PC computer that you just take bites out of, just rip off the, the circuits and eat them. I'm just kidding. Popcorn is what I'm talking about. You have I to have popcorn for me.
2: I love popcorn. I f- Like, it's... The sizes at which you get it at the movie theater, even when it's small, and like the butter, which I want—I damn it—I want the weird butter, but See, I know I don't how bad on. it is. Yeah. Like, I just feel bad, so I like I, I get something that's also bad for me, but feels like size-wise, at, at least less of an indulgence. And I, I actually
0: like nachos. Okay, nachos. Okay. I do definitely at the end of a movie, I always feel gross because of all the popcorn yeah. I've eaten. Like my stomach always feels bad. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, sure, I like. Sure. Now, I you, like, you mostly just eat kind of nuts and berries throughout the day in small forage amounts. <laughs> what has right, forage, fallen the on thing. the yeah. floor? So, what, yeah, do you, when, what do you eat in the theaters? Yeah, when,
1: yeah. When I'm at like, uh, when I'm at one of these fancy boutique theaters where they have like a full kitchen, I'm like, can you just make me like a garden salad? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I am. Can I buy lame. one onion and just feel, eat that? <laughs> yeah. I'll well, have to keep twig. it in my no part until please. it gets it gets a little bit soft, and then I eat it because that's when it's the best when it's nice, soft, and sweet. You know, <laughs> yeah, soft, sweet
0: onion. So that's also
2: that's also Stewart's. I mean, there's ca- a was, lot of sweetness and-
0: that was also Stewart's catchphrase when he was Superman's best friend, Stuart Wellington. Soft, sweet onions, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I often go and
1: make a like a full. A, a full experience out of going to the movies when I'll, I'll go to like the Nighthawk or one of the Alamos, like one of these boutique theaters with a full kitchen. And I spend a lot of money, uh, which is uh, – I feel like I'm glad these theaters weren't common when I was bro- uh, like a broke 20-year-old mm-hmm. um, because I'd be like, but I want to go to the movies and spend all my money. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like I'll often get like a salad or a grain bowl. Uh, they have like sandwiches, but that always feels like too messy of a food item to me. Yeah, like pizza or over a salad <laughs> or a grain
2: bowl. I'm you're sorry. No, you're you're your in hands. the dark. You're in the dark. Now, there's nothing of the foods that one could have as a full dinner, like a sandwich. You think the sandwich is is a good choice for a movie theater? Like I, the reason I don't tend to get like I'm always like I mean, granted, there's probably other. More base reasons why I'm like eschewing the healthier food, but I'm like I can't eat that. Like I don't want something that has that involves me like putting a fork back and forth to my mouth in the dark
0: several times and dropping. Yeah, you might accidentally stab your dick, which is out (laughs) because you're masturbating while watching the movie. Apparently,
1: oh yeah, (laughs) you might pour fucking queso all over. I just know. Yeah, then you you
0: take a bite out of it because you think it's a sausage or something. Oh uh -oh. god, that would be horrible. One time, in one of these places, I had
2: like their their like (laughs) brunch pizza which ended up having like like a, a an a, an over easy egg in the middle of it which don't get Sounds me wrong delicious. under normal cir- circumstances i would enjoy under these circumstances <laughs> i end up with yolk <laughs> all over my pants <laughs> oh. like, Not oh, even i shouldn't on your have face, worn,
1: yeah. yeah i shouldn't have worn my my uh, my fresh clean black pants <laughs> <laughs> i w- I, definitely I, went, you- I think i went and saw like one of the mission impossibles and i got i wore like Black on black, and and got queso all over myself because I was getting <laughs> oh. so into the movie.
0: I was there was I did have a great sandwich experience in the movies once when uh my brother and I went to go see uh, shoot em up in the theaters the yep. day after <clears throat> uh the day after Yom Kippur, and we had all this. My our, my grandmother had hosted breakfast the day before and gave us all the sliced Hebrew national salami that was left over. So we just made ourselves enormous salami sandwiches and just sat there watching this movie, eating salami sandwich after salami sandwich. And it was oh, a, sounds, a duet of pleasures. Yeah. I feel like if Beautiful. you shaved some carrot on there, that would have
1: been perfect for the movie, but that's- uh, Yeah, because you know, he does just, eat carrots in it. Yeah. yeah, he's always chomping on carrots. And as I said, it gets
0: immediately better.
1: Now we talked about we talked about what we have eaten. What do we think? What is a like peering into the future, what do you think is a snack item that movie theaters should start to have?
0: Are Bitcoin? we talking is that a food
1: and dots? Dippin' dots the ice cream of the
0: future. My my kids would love that because they love dipping dots, even though I think it's not not so good, but more yeah, uh, corn dogs. Are they, like, I feel like dipping or the dots. The dots. They like the dots. I think the dots yeah. are the ice cream part. The, the action of getting the ice cream <laughs> yeah. into them is not. Is not you know, I feel like,
1: <laughs> sure. I don't see a lot of corn dogs on menus, but I feel like that's like that's such a self contained item, right? Like,
0: oh, I feel like yeah, I see that. It's not going anywhere. Often. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think corn dogs might be hard for theaters because unless you're just having soggy frozen corn dogs, you need a fryer.
2: Yeah. In, in
0: the snack area. That being sushi said, she
2: would probably be a bad no, idea.
1: No, soup soup is probably here. a bad idea. Yeah, that's yeah. Soup um, is best for airplanes, and that's
0: it. And roller coasters, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, What's the the movie food? Of the, it's so hard because popcorn is such popcorn and candy are such perfect things because as Dan has said, you can eat them in the dark easily. But if you're about,
1: like, imagine you're in a place that has a full kitchen, Elliot.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: S- Soya tacos. I am, in, I
0: am in a place with a full kitchen. My house. Okay. What do we have here? Yeah. How
2: about some
0: soylent corn? Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Soylent <laughs> corn. Okay. Uh, uh, like uh, just like a big pile of bacon. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yo. Beans? Dive what into, about beans? Is
0: there something talking. there? Beans? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so. Because then you're gonna get a theater full of farts. That's not. Oh, it's not okay. so great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is? Um, well, it's. I'm having trouble. I feel like I go. I feel like there are theaters with relatively full kitchens now. So it's hard for me. I feel like the that permeable, semi-permeable membrane between not a movie food and a movie food has been has mm. been broken so much. So lately. what
1: do you think? Like a pork tenderloin or some short yeah, ribs? Probably. Oh maybe ribs, yeah. Ribs. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. No, one of those
2: classic uh, midwestern pork tenderloins where the, <laughs> the things like Eighty times the size of the bun. Yeah, it's
1: like where like the bun's just like a tiny little hat
2: on it. <laughs> yeah, right. I <laughs> love them. I I, I introduced those to Audrey, and she's like, "But why?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know." Because the excess is the joy in and of itself. Just to like, it is
1: wild that they that there's a commitment to putting like a little bun on it because
0: you're like, <laughs> you don't need it. Like, yeah, but you know, no that's one the is joy ever eating it. a pork chop and is like, "This would be that's, better that, if that, I had a small amount of bread." Like you're like, well,
1: because you can't even hold the. Fun with your
0: hand, unless you have like crazy long. Now, when fingers? you're a kid, you know you you're have, you have plastic man fingers that can stretch. Yeah, yeah. so you you're have like, to
1: hold it with two hands, with one your top hand on the top uh, of the bun.
2: Have you ever had the experience where you're like, "Oh man, like this sandwich has like these portions where I'm just getting bread, I'm not getting the stuff inside." Here, you're you don't have to worry about that at no, any
0: point. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the, it, but it will have the issue I think I have usually with hamburgers, which is that the bottom half the bottom half of the bun just disintegrates in my hands and I have to turn the hamburger either upside down or eat it with a knife and fork because it's Mm -hmm. just in wet pieces at that point. Yeah, because you ordered an extra wet burger, right? I mean, to be honest, I do like them (laughs) super juicy. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, whenever they go, how would you like your burger cooked? And I say, does it have to be cooked? Can it just be kind of like a wet lump (laughs) of raw meat? And they say, no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe like uh, raw my, hamburger, my, just a lump of raw hamburger to eat with your hands at the movie theater.
1: My <laughs> trainer was telling me that he, he'll catch his dad just going through the, he'll open up the fridge and just take like Handfuls of ground beef, like uncooked ground beef, <laughs> and like carried around like snack on it. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I'll get there someday. Uh, this is, like, I, I've always, I've always dreamed about having a little shelf in my car that I can put a rotisserie chicken on, so I can just with steer with one hand while I reach with the other hand and just pick off pieces of chicken to eat. Yeah, visions when of the I future. was in <laughs> in Paris,
2: like some years back. I remember. Oh, you- like, All right,
0: must be nice. You, yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I was working at the Daily Show at the time. It was oh, a, wow. easier. Oh, wow! Must be nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it was. You you were there. Yeah, it was too. nice. Um, anyway, I I saw someone at a, I was at I was at this like little bistro I saw someone order steak tartare and you know like you know when I've seen steak tartare it's usually yeah, sure like yeah. when, you, when you when when you sliced,
0: when you're when you're out riding with the golden horde and you stick the the beef on your saddle sli-
2: yeah I know I sound so fucking <laughs> thinly sliced. You know, steak is usually what I associate with tartare. And this guy was like, like tucking into this big mound of ground beef <laughs> with like a yolk, an egg yolk cracked in the middle. And I'm like, I'm a pretty adventurous man and I've eaten raw beef in tartare form. This is grossing me the fuck out <laughs> right now. Yeah. Anyway, it's not really a
0: story. So I just needed to him? unload
2: that drama onto you guys. No, no, but
0: that was good. That was good. And it was very on point for what we're talking about, which is movie theaters. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> hey, well, I bring I think, up Tartar. Yeah, <laughs> I, think,
1: I think Tartar is, is – we'll put that in the no column. Yeah. So Tartar is the sequel theater.
0: to Tar starring Kate Blanchett, right where there's two of her?
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah. we, we found
0: your no, twin that's sister. <laughs> <Too tar.
2: laughs> And then there's my two car where this man <laughs> hires her to be his personal uh, conductor, and they sure, have a sexual yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, and don't,
1: <laughs> don't forget when uh, somebody moves next to her, and it's my neighbor, Totara. <laughs> 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 okay, on that note, uh, I think it's time to talk about some of those sponsors, Sportness this silliness.
2: Oh, uh, good. I was— Certainly prepared for it is the best thing about this being the time that we <laughs> talk about the sponsors. Uh, here it is. Um, hey, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, that one in five, make 2024 20, the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. That sounds great to me because I know that one of the problems I've had with languages in the past is they're taught in such an abstract way, and Babbel doesn't do that. Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions, plus all of their 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Babel's convenient courses help you learn real-life conversation skills in a different language. That make it easy to order food, ask directions, speak to merchants without having to look at language apps or phrasebooks while on vacation. Plus, their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. I could use that for the English language. My pronunciation sometimes on this podcast. Here's a special limited time deal. He's just deal. saying what we're all thinking. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners. Only for our listeners. Get out of here, other listeners. Get out of here. Flop. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash flop. Spell B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash flop. Rules and restrictions may rep- may apply. Also, <laughs> from me, Dan McCoy, there's a jumbotron. Not from me. I'm just the one reading reading it
0: Uh, okay. (laughs) Let me check something. It really feels like you let us down the garden path when you said, From me, Dan McCoy, right at the top.
2: Sorry, here's a jumbotron for you. (laughs) You know how Dan says the letters are from listeners like you? Well, that's us. We write all the letters. Not really, of course, but we are the podcast called Listeners Like You. Our podcast is made for listeners by listeners. Brian Faunan. And Court Winsett aren't talented enough to make or create anything, but we do a lot of consuming, and we like to listen to music, podcasts, and audiobooks, and then talk about our listening experiences, plus a weird assortment of other topics, too. So, come listen to Listeners Like You every other Friday. Listen and subscribe wherever podcasts exist. (laughs) Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly, incredibly fascinating.
0: Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast
2: app and at maximumfun.org.
1: This next -jumbotron Jumbotron is for Trenton. It is from Tanner. Happy birthday, Trento. Hope you, Jeanette, and the baby are making the most of the day. Thanks for being a great big brother and sharing the flop house all those years ago. It resolved so many cowboys and aliens questions, and I've laughed every episode since. Stay warm in Norway, and hope to see you soon.
0: From your brother, Tanner. Aww, very Aww. sweet. Very sweet. All right, time for the sweetness to end and the hard sell to begin. Because there's some flop house stuff going on that you need to know about, and you might already know about it. But if you don't know about it now, you're going to know about it. Please don't skip this part, because I'm telling you the things you got to know. There won't be a test afterwards, unless you count life as a test, which I do. The flop house it's is really just a trial. A- <laughs> thank you, thank you, Dan. Uh The flop house is just about to go on our long-awaited, eagerly anticipated West Coast tour. That's right, we're about to go. Across the coast, that's the western most. And by across, I mean to four <laughs> places that are all in mostly in the north and one place in the south. We're going to be on January 24th in Vancouver talking about the movie Cobra. On January 25th, we're going to be in Portland talking about the movie Cool as Ice. On January 26th, we're going to be in San Francisco talking about Geely. And on January 28th, we come home to my home in Los Angeles and talk about the movie Spawn. We're super excited about these shows. If you haven't been to a Flophouse live show, you should do it because they're super fun. If you have been to a Flophouse live show, come to this one. We will probably not be coming back West Coast way too much sooner after this because we've done shows out here before. It's time for the Flophouse to... Explore new pastures, new places to spread our seed, if you will, our movie seed, not right. any other kind. Like Johnny Appleseed, you know, how he was having sex all over the place. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> go to flophousepodcast.com slash events, and you'll find all the information and links to where you can get tickets. These shows, if you've never been to one, we do each do a PowerPoint presentation at the beginning that is very funny. Mine, spoiler alert, is a little more autobiographical than it has been in oh. the past. I'm going to be talking yeah. about some of my experiences in the movie selling world. Okay. Um, and I want to learn I, about I, my friend. Yeah, and I have no idea what – well, not that much. I have no idea what Dan and Stuart are going to talk about, but Dan showed us one slide from his presentation, and it looks bonkers. So, <laughs> so get ready. Uh, but then we talk about the movie and then we take questions from you, the audience. So you get your chance to have your voice heard on the show. We always say hi to everybody, uh, afterwards in some way. And we sell merchandise and things like that. It's super fun. We love doing these shows. We love meeting people. We'd love to meet you. So go to com slash events, come to one of our shows, January 24th in Vancouver, January 25th in Portland. January twenty sixth in San Francisco and January twenty eighth in Los Angeles. That's the Flophouse West Coast Errors Tour. It'll be super fun. I don't know when we're doing another tour again, so take opportunity, uh, take advantage of this opportunity to come see us if you. Can't make it at all to one of these shows and you still want to see us where you just don't live close enough. With modern airplanes, everyone lives close enough, but that's fine. Okay, let's let's (laughs) allow it. Wow. Um, Maybe they don't want
2: to contribute to the pollution, you know? know, That's possible. Or the new pollution,
0: uh, the Beck song. Uh, Uh I want to remind you that Flop TV may be over in terms of new episodes, but until the end of January, you can still watch the old episodes that were recorded. That's six episode recordings. They're super fun, super funny. We had a great time. Go to theflophouse.simpleticks.com until the end of January, and you'll be able to buy a season pass that gets you a discounted watch of all of those episodes. Um, And we hope you enjoy it. They're really good. And at the end of January, they're going to go away, and you're just not going to be able to see them. So take advantage of the chance you have to see us live. Take advantage of the chance you have to see us talking on a video screen because after the end of January, you're not going to have that chance for a little while. Ooh, spooky. That is,
2: that is spooky. Yeah. Also spooky is the fact that Stuart decided to choose this moment. Literally ghosted us as I was finishing the ad read. Or not the He is the, the, the one in read. charge of the, the <laughs> mini today, and I don't know where he's taking us next. So, Where
0: do you think – should we guess? Should we try to figure it out? Yeah, let's uh so we've talked about the
2: the sort of like the vibe of the theater. We've talked about uh-huh. the food. I wonder if there's something about the technical elements, the actual screening uh Yeah, of maybe the he's going to give us gonna a gonna test
0: to become professional projectionists or ask us about Dolby sound.
2: Digital photography versus uh, oh, here it he is. Yeah, whether here it counts oh, as a
0: movie oh, if it's not oh, oh, shot oh. on maybe it doesn't count as a movie if it's not shot out, on film, out, which of course it it Okay. We
1: are back to Only in Theaters, a special Flophouse mini where we talk about the theater-going experience. And specifically, we're brainstorming ideas for our own Flophouse-branded movie theater. Now, since we're going to only have one screen, I think the best thing—and we're all forward-thinking fellows— I think that one screen is gonna have to be 4DX
2: capable, right, Dan? <laughs> <Yep, that's laughs> yeah, what everyone wants when now. They you know, see a movie. It's is clearly to be where sh- the
0: trend is going. Yeah, shaking <laughs>
2: around and gets water in their face. <laughs> yeah, I've
0: never spray, seen a 4DX
2: yeah.
1: movie. Have you guys seen a movie in 4DX?
2: Um, I saw Moonfall in 4DX. Mm-hmm. I can't remember whether there may have been another one that I can't recall.
0: Right? Did now. you see Top Gun Maverick in 4DX or no?
2: No, I saw Top Gun Maverick in another one of their weird. Made up uh, formats that Regal has, where it's uh, they they project extra stuff on the sides of the walls.
0: That's stupid.
2: So like, and it's not for all of it, but there's certain ones where it's like, let's you know expand the your your peripheral vision or whatever. And- oh, oh,
0: so it's extra footage of the scene. It's not like extra. It's not like pop ups and in, in like information or things like that
2: no 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 it's not like that that would be uh, unwatchable this okay. this is just because if i'm
0: not watching abel as napoleon i don't want to bu- <laughs> i don't want a bunch of stuff on the side of the screen that's you know yeah
1: so uh can you explain the 40x experience slightly for those uh, including me who don't understand it
2: well the whole like Sort of bank of seats in your row is on hydraulics. So it can go up and move around. Like I thought it would just like shake a little. But
3: mm-hmm.
1: when I saw
2: Moonfall, for instance, uh, we started out in space and the thing was like raised up and sort of like gently drifting around. Oh, so we wow. had that feeling of being weightless. And it was actually kind of <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and then if there's any excuse for, uh, if, if there's like wetness in a scene, they will shoot water at you. <sighs> The cleanliness of the Don't water like that. is Don't unknown like at that this time. <laughs> oh. um, let's see. There's, like, stuff in the back of your seat that sort of, like, punches your back.
0: <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> it sounds, you're making I it sound wonderful. That. <laughs> Every now and then. If it's, if it's a scene set in a desert, it'll just
2: blow grit in your face. Well, they do have, like, it'll like just, like, puffs of air, like, at the eye doctor when they're testing, like, the pressure <laughs> or whatever. They'll uh-huh. they have those, like, air guns. I don't I know. Mean, it, sounds sounds a great. Lot
0: like, it sounds a lot like being Viggo Mortensen in Crimes of the Future and having to eat in a weird chair that shakes you around and hurts you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like that? Well, I will, t- I will that's tell all, you. That's the only way his body can <laughs> process that crap, dude. Yeah. Until he starts eating plastic. Yeah. No spoiler
2: alert. Legitimate good film should be watched in 4DX. However, there are certain films for which it is an additive experience, and Moonfall was one of them, because it yeah. was like, I'm watching a big, dumb movie, and I want this to turn it into an amusement park ride for me, please, and as it opposed
0: did. to As opposed to the you hurt my feelings 4DX experience, It <laughs> yeah. feels like it would be distracting.
1: <laughs> well, you guys latched right onto the idea, because we are, since we're going to have only a single screen, and we're not always going to have big movies, we might do some repertory screenings. How would we use the 4DX experience to translate to these past best picture winners?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, it's turned into no a com- game somehow. Okay. No
1: country for old men. How would we? Uh, well,
2: obviously when people get that like pressure yeah. thing in their head. Okay. They get the, the air gets
1: puffed onto them. Yes, yeah. They think they're
2: about to die. Sure,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so you get the whole Anton Chigurh. Anything say, else? It, Maybe you, blow grit in our when face. He's,
0: when he's if grit or when he's feet, when he's. Giving the water to the guy in the desert. Maybe it sprays some water. Oh at you. yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of water sense. in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More of a blow pretty dry him. movie. Yeah. I guess uh, when, when when Anton Chigurra blows that thing up, like your seats shake or something. You know. Sure, certainly. Uh, oh, when you walk out with a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, that's right. That's the interactive experience. Everyone gets a dumb haircut. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Forest Gump. Oh boy. Oh, well, you know it's going to blow a feather in your face. That's got to happen. Oh yeah, totally. Um you got to your legs blow get blown off. Of, like chocolate smells <laughs> yeah. in your face. Are we allowed to yeah. expand into more just sort of
1: <laughs> It's it's our movie theater, Dan. The 4DX is in our control. Yeah,
2: okay, so long. we can do
0: more like William Castle style. Shenanigans. Well, it's basically like there's the scene in Kentucky Fried Movie with sense around the uh-huh. uh, where the guys literally just uh, someone stands behind him and shakes him around and hits him and things like that. Yeah, shrimp like and shit. The, the scene where like they're on X the is. shrimp
1: boat in the storm—that's just begging for water.
0: Yep, yep, water in your face. Yeah, definitely. And uh, when he meets all have, those he historical figures the, the reflecting pool, that's water, right? Yeah, yeah, that's water. And when he has to pee, you have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think
1: that's Forrest Gump covered. The next Best Picture winner, Out of Africa.
0: Not having seen the movie, I, I believe. Uh, if you, <laughs> now, uh, we've smile. talked
1: about this. have We We still have not rectified that. None of us have seen Out of Africa yet. <laughs> no. No. I, as we, if, as we, from from we
2: mentioned in a previous about,
0: episode, I'm not sure it's a real movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think all I've ever, I, I assume it's a movie about lounging on the savannah mm-hmm. and looking at lions in
0: the distance because uh-huh. I think that's the only footage I've ever seen from out of Africa. Okay, I mean the weird thing is it's called Out of Africa, but it seems like the movie spends a lot of time in Africa. So yeah, the that's the ours. Right yeah. Uh, so okay, ch- let's just assume uh, an elephant steps on you at some point and, the- and it shakes you around. <laughs> yeah?
1: Okay. How about Patton? Pat- the movie Patton. Mm.
2: Okay.
0: Uh. Well, all of all explosions. Like, yeah. A
2: hand needs a robot hand needs to come out of the street in front of you and slap you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So you can really feel the indignity. And um, I think I saved the
1: best for last, though. I think okay. now that we have – I think Patton's pretty straightforward. Sound of music. Okay, Sound of is, music. This has
0: been on my mind lately because my wife has been uh, exposing my younger son to Sound of Music to see what he thinks about it. Um, and he likes <laughs> music, right? He likes he music. He does like Overkill music. He, he likes music, and he'll watch, he'll, he'll watch any cartoon, but live-action movies are kind of a harder sell for him. And they're watching it, and he kept saying, this movie's kind of weird. Maybe it's a little boring. And my wife would say, do you want me to turn it off? He goes, no, we can keep watching it. So he still, he's, he really wanted to see the puppet scene was really uh, what it comes down to. <laughs> that awesome. we did.
2: That's kind of my attitude to sound on music. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of boring.
0: That's also kind of compelling. <laughs> yeah. So maybe during that, uh, that's a so your wait. You're question. exposing
1: him to. You're gonna start with the su- uh, Sound of Music. Then it's gonna be Sound of Metal, and then Sound of Freedom. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, because <laughs> he needs to yeah, know the, the truth. Trilogy. It's time to red pill this kid. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so I did. Well, we're gonna start with Sound of Music, and then we're gonna to go to Cabaret. And I'm just. I want every Nazi musical I can get that, oh, I, that, I, that oh, I, wow. I can. Just, okay. Yeah, get him to. Yeah. I know those are not uh, Nazi movies. They're movies. They're musicals with Nazis in them. You know. Mm-hmm. So then I guess it's going to be uh, Listomania will be the third movie that we show. Them, sure. So.
2: Wow. Um. What was the question? Something about how, would you, you, music, how would you
0: do
1: 40X a 40 sound? I mean, I, you got hills are alive. the yeah, they're like, a lot around. around,
2: right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, there's you're so many. because those hills are standing on her alive. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they, they, there's so much like beautiful landscape <laughs> photography that I feel like you can't have them. The seas kind of moving around a little bit, like you're. Flying through it, I suppose. Like you're in uh, Soren. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly, like you're on the ride Soren. Yeah. <laughs> um, the I mean, sound of music is kind of the Soren of movies in some ways, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and Soren Kierkegaard
2: is sort of the Soren of philosophers. <laughs>
0: In that it feels like you're flying through the California landscape. Yeah. Wait, what's Soren? Why are you saying this?
1: (laughs) Do you not know Soren? Now I feel like you're (laughs) fucking with me. What's going on?
2: So, Sauron is the bad guy in the Lord of the Rings. I'm surprised you don't know that. (laughs) It's a Disney attraction where basically you just get in like these seats that, you know, are held up from the, the ceiling on these like. Things and okay. you like Batman roller coaster and there's a projection in front of you like 360, so it's like you're soaring over the landscape. Oh, yeah, the
0: beautiful you're like flying around, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was delighted that Dan referenced it though, because I was like, "That's <laughs> yeah, let's run to this one." <laughs> That's something I didn't expect to come out of Dan, oh, cool. but it fits okay, I'll, Disney I'll, attraction. I yeah, went. Of
2: course. I, I went to Disney World a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, still Dan the, Dan,
1: the resident Disney adult here. <laughs> at the yep, conference. I guess. You saw. And you saw that in, I've been
2: to. Disneyland and Disney World twice as an adult, I guess. And
0: It was because you saw a Florida project and it really made Disney World look appealing and exciting, mm-hmm. right? a great You're like, I, had I a can great escape time. from my life going to Disney World. I either. went with
2: our friends, uh, John and Mary, who are like real, like, you know, like planning nerds. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, like we knew all of the things that we had to do to actually get to do like rides and do things efficiently. So it, a lot of the stress that normally I think people associate with Disney was taken off the plate because I was with – those in the know, you know?
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the secret that the hack I've been able to figure out, maybe Dan, you can figure out to do this the next time you go to Disney Park is be related by marriage to someone who works at Disney so they can get you free passes right. to the park. It takes oh, a lot yeah. of stress off of feeling like you need to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get like a flash pass or some shit? There's like
2: There's, lightning it's all tiered for different days. rides. You know, yeah. it's all, it's, it's you know, it's all just a way to like, let's get more money out of you. You know, so you have a better experience than the other guy. Then you feel kind of guilty about it. But you're also like, well, what are you going to do? Like, I want to have a better experience. I feel like, so, I
3: feel like
1: yeah. Griffin Newman was explaining his, like, a recent trip to Disney. And, like, I'm sure he talked to me for, like, an hour about this. And my brain doesn't process any of it. <laughs> Send him well, my way next time.
0: <laughs> I mean, knowing Griffin, it was all concise, relevant information. Uh, yeah, no digressions at all. <laughs> Not, no digressions at all, yeah. Okay, uh, so, 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 yeah, for sound of music, you're flying around a lot. we did it, yeah, I think
1: I think the hills are alive with the sound of music, okay, so uh, now that we're all forward thinking, guys, let's take a step out of our own movie theater. Let's talk okay. about theater in general. Let's talk about how movie theaters and actual theater theaters
0: legit theaters, the legit stage, yeah
1: now how how can the stage experience inform movie theaters or? How can movie theaters? How should movie theaters inform, say, a Broadway show experience? Other than the most obvious one, I don't know if any anybody's been to a Broadway show here. Those seats are too dang small. Oh. They're too they are tiny. very small.
0: They were. They, most of those theaters are old houses that are trying to one pack a lot of seats into a small space, and also were made for smaller people at a time mm-hmm. when people were generally smaller. They are too small. Yeah,
2: I thought you were going to talk about how the two experiences appear to be converging in that you know if you go to a Broadway show. Most of them are based on movies and like a lot of them have video elements. Yeah, they're all Beetlejuice at
0: this point. Like there's something, I, I really want to take my kids to a Broadway show. And at this point, it's like I want Everything's
2: say, Beetlejuice.
0: <laughs> everything's all this. Everything's. I'm, I went. Look, I'm. I'm trying to go see. I, I'm trying to find a place where I can just grope a a horrible congresswoman, and all I can find is Beetlejuice. That's the only thing I can find. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, that's a reference to a, a scandal that Lauren Bovert had a couple months ago, I guess. Right? Yeah. I did like the first uh,
1: the first Broadway show I went to post you know uh, the reopening after COVID was uh, the Lion King, which was incredible. It was amazing. Uh-huh. We were seated very close to the front. We were right on one of the rows, so I almost got stepped on by an elephant. It was amazing. Uh, But it was also awesome to see a guy who looked very much like a Midwestern dad there with what also looked very much like a sex worker or uh, just an inappropriately dressed, much younger woman sitting in the front row. And yeah. I just love the com- – I would love to be a fly on the wall in the conversation of this guy hiring a sex
0: worker I to like- go see
2: the Lion King with him. Yeah, it's every a little time- like Steve-,
0: Steve Buscemi taking that prostitute to see Jose Feliciano in uh, In Fargo, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like every time Audrey and I go to like sort of a, an anniversary-level dinner, like, a, tr- like a, a truly nice restaurant like, – uh-huh there's always at least one sort of uh couple in the in yeah, the room where I'm like, is niece. this is is this a sex worker situation yeah, we, Oh,
0: so i i feel like it shows how innocent i am that uh that i never when i'm in those i've my wife and i used to play a game called daughter or or second wife and it never occurred to mm-hmm. us that it would be a sex worker but it was always like that man is 30 years older than the woman he's with, is that his daughter or is that his second wife? We've got to try to figure it out before the end of the meal, you know? <laughs> and then you realize, <laughs> yeah, if, you're like- If
1: you don't, your meal,
0: if you do, your meal's free. Your meal is free. And if you don't, you have to work in the kitchens for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, no. Well, there's, Actually, no, that way, can be there's a, no way honestly. anything
2: he's saying is as delightful to her as her reaction. So <laughs> this could be- She is so into an him, exchange yeah. exchange of goods for services.
3: hmm
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, it's not like they have similar, like, Interest. I mean, he looks like he really loves Yellowstone,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and she's more into getting paid,
2: (laughs) (laughs) being able to live a life that you know has some freedom aside from this man. Obviously,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean this this is in no way an indictment of that. No, I
2: want to make that sex work.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, no, so well, we're talking only, about only, the theater experience, only though. of the age
0: difference. Yeah. So, uh, so I think I also would like those this, those experiences to be a little bit different in terms of content. I was saying I'd like to take my kids to a Broadway show, but I want to take them to something that is not just a stage version of uh, of something they've seen in the movies. But um, I have seen Broadway shows where they use video elements in really cool ways, and that's and that's neat. Um, but in the movie theater experience, I wonder if there's a way to make it hmm. I don't like, know.
1: Like if you go see Megan I mean, in the theater, you're going to have like
0: like a dancer dressed up like Megan dancing
3: <laughs> in the I don't, <laughs> well, don't want to turn point, into it. It like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it turns into like kitsch at that point as opposed to as opposed to art. And I also and I don't want to do anything too immersive cuz I don't want that. I don't need the performers interacting with me during the during the yeah, yeah. during the movie or the show. No thank mm-hmm. you sleep more
1: uh, sleep no more i don't think so sleep <laughs> think yes I'll, more i think i'll sleep less thank you very
0: much
2: <laughs> i have been to a, a few screens that i've enjoyed that you know they do this sometime where there's a live performance of the score or some accompaniment yeah like
0: actually i don't I've think some i've some actually had
2: experience with that been to one like an
1: extra saxophone player, just cranking it, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like, like, if I went to see Lost like you, Boys
1: yeah. and they had an extra fucking saxophone player, that'd be great. Or like <laughs> one when of those I went to drummers see, uh... you
2: can hire for your wedding reception, <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. which I thought was ridiculous the first time I went there. And I'm like, you have a DJ and an extra drummer, and then that dude started wailing. I'm like, hell yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> when uh, when the Guy Mad movie, uh, Brand upon the brain was in theaters. They would do that. They did this whole big thing where it's a silent movie, but they would have live foley artists in the theater, and they had live musicians, and you had a celebrity narrator who was reading the narration, and that was a really cool way to do it. But I wouldn't want that for every movie. Like I don't need to see the foley artists working for every. If I if I go to see, um, I don't know, like uh, what's a movie that's out now. Uh, the, the holdovers. I don't need to you know, see the guy, the guy with the shoes crunching on on gravel to make sound like walking through snow. You know.
1: Oh man, you know that would be a great forty X one where they get like fish <laughs>
0: smells and you smell Jim Beam. Oh god, they're <laughs> the whole, yeah, it just you just the uh, wafts of of liquor scented breath are just puffed out at you at different points. Man, yeah. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like that movie. This
2: is reminding me that um, a, a former coworker of mine at the Daily Show, Joe Opio, who's from uganda was telling us that uh, a lot of uh films in africa they would that were from other countries they would have sort of a local like man like basically like a dj like with a mic with a microphone sort of narrating the film and Mm -hmm. embellishing the film rather than having like you know like subtitles or or dubs or whatever it would just be like all right this guy's gonna tell you the story and like really like embellish it however (laughs) he wants to and that sounds amazing to <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah. me. Like sounds sounds
0: like it it does remind me of those uh, those those movie posters you see from I don't remember where and which which nation, where they they take something like Mrs. Doubtfire and all the characters are covered in blood. You yeah. know, it's like yep. the embellishments go a little too far sometimes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or it'll be like dumb and dumber and like a xenomorph is bursting out of one of their chests or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we've uh you've you've also touched on the like the other part of this question as we're all forward thinking people and we're thinking about uh the future of both cinema and the stage. Uh there have been a lot of uh stage adaptations that were once movies
0: and movies that were once
1: stage shows. Mean Girls uh, is in theaters mean, now and it's a movie was, based
0: on a Broadway show based on a movie.
1: Yeah, just like it was a real hair sp- hairspray switch. So Yeah. Uh, what do you is there a show that you think should be turned into a movie or
0: a movie that you think is desperate to be made into a Broadway show?: I just realized the first of those was probably Little Shop of Horrors, right? Was that the first movie that was made into a theater musical that was then turned into a movie of that musical? Oh, maybe. I bet you know, I, I bet I don't know like right, or right or in Right uh, in folks. Audiences, right in. but yeah, what's, so what's one that we think would work that way, or should work that way, you're saying?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Hmm. Oh boy. I mean, I've uh you know, I've seen a few musicals. I wouldn't be surprised if something like Anne Juliet were to be turned into a movie because it is I mean, I guess it is a lot of pop music, but I feel like it's like it's peppy, it's bright, uh young young people like that stuff, right? You see you guys. Like seen a this retelling heaven- of a
0: You've seen this Dear Evan Hansen play? That they could probably make a movie out of that, but they've gotta <laughs> keep the main guy. They've gotta keep I feel him.
1: like I feel like the musical based on the movie Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> that's where it's really gonna kick off. I wanna off. see a
0: musical about the movie being made of Dear Evan Hansen. And all the songs are about like, Am I too old for this part? That kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh man, that would be great. I'm, I'm Digitally lo- DH me. <laughs> I kinda look up. I at one point I was keeping a list of stuff I Seen in the theater, but I, I would it love to. So see. You so just saw the Merrily,
1: We roll along. Should they make a movie uh, out of that? No,
2: actually, uh, Audrey went without me. That was a friend. Wow. Mm, guess you didn't roll along. Wow. I had seen it. I'd seen it recently though with uh, Daniel. Broadway, did you see not the not the Daniel Radcliffe. I didn't see the Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. She there'd did. There've been a
0: lot of re- there've been a lot of revivals of uh, Merrily, We roll along in the past few years. That's a yeah. That's the, That's the Sondheim revival du jour of the moment. But uh, I think like uh, I've talked, I don't remember I've talked about it on the podcast. There's a play I saw years ago called "Mr. Burns" by Anne Washburn. That I think, oh yeah, it's a great experience in a theater. But I think could that would be a really cool movie to see too. But I'd kind of want like I'd I would want I would want a normal director to do the first two parts, and then like Ken Russell to do to do the last part. You know, um, but as for movies that could be turned into musical plays, that's a good. Question: What have I seen that that would? I mean, you. It, work
1: theoretically, as? like, if you're seriously approaching it, you need to find something that has managed to capture some kind of cultural zeitgeist on some level, right? Not just a like. It has to. It has to like. Part of what makes Mean Girls work is that
0: it like hit at a very specific time. Yes, I think so. I <laughs> mean, I you just, never know. There, there are definitely. I mean, like I said, Little Shop of Horrors. Like, I guess the zeitgeist was. People like camp being something that people were more open to, you know? Evil but, dentists. And evil dentists, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at the same, then you see movie there's like I didn't see the Broadway show of like Tootsie, but that was one of those ones where it was like, this does not feel like the right well, time I, for this show. That was you know?
2: interesting. I saw that one because uh I Because you love the movie. No, uh for some reason, like the Daily Show got an opportunity for like just like free tickets for people who wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, great. Free Broadway Free show. Free Broadway definitely. show." Uh, and it was a lot better than I kind of imagined it might be. And I think that part of it was like it did engage with the fact, like, "Hey, it's weird that this guy's like aggrieved and like <laughs> dresses as a like, woman to try and get a role and steals it from actual woman out there in the world." Like the movie, uh, you know, like the movie is from another time and is trying to do a different lesson. It's like, "Oh, if you walk in a woman's shoes, you know, maybe you'll learn something." And it's ignoring this other stuff that the play then did sort of work Mm -hmm. on. I don't think it quite cracked it, but it came closer than I expected.
1: Who was the the lead in the stage show? Was it the guy who played original Greg on uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So let's go back. uh, Now that we've talked a lot about theater stuff, let's cycle back to the original premise, which is we have all, Dan has inherited a movie theater, and we now have to run it. What job would each of us be responsible for?
0: <laughs> hmm. Dan, I, th- I see you at the snack bar because you like food. Wow. You like to cook. And also, wow. in theory, you should be front of house. But I feel like you will get easily flustered at the front I will of house. Get flustered. I, Whereas I, the, I, as the snack bar, I think you can you can also, uh, like, really criticize people for what they're buying. And I think you mm-hmm, can be sarcastic mm-hmm. to them.
2: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, true. I will accept this if, you know, in this— constructed reality like there's a bit more of a short order cook element than just the regular snack oh bar sure element. sure
0: we've got a half kitchen and also uh, do we have a bar is it that kind of theater because otherwise yeah. i mean sure. then- we should right that's where the money's at okay so dan will do that obviously he, has the, yeah. uh, yeah, <laughs> he has the most experience yeah uh i think Stewart's the most experienced serving <laughs> alcohol to people yep <laughs> i think stewart's gonna be in the ticket booth i'll be in the i'll be up operating the projection probably yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. that way I can yell things at the audience while they're watching it.
2: So well, who's going to handle
0: the program? Well, that's the thing. We got to split up
2: the programming duties because I think we're going to fight for it. But like, oh, we uh, you all know, do Elliot, that. Yeah, yeah. Elliot can you know like maybe we have focuses like Elliot's more in the classics programming and. Oh, uh, well, that's
1: weird. Why would he do that? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, for the same reason Dan's r- the running the bar
0: experience. And, you know,
2: yeah, like he, mm-hmm. we want to make him feel like he's older. Uh,
3: mm. <laughs> Dan,
1: Dan would have his Cheeky Wednesdays Where he just yeah. cheeky. <laughs> where he yeah. shows cheeky
2: Tinto Brass movies
0: <laughs> Tinto's Thursdays Yeah
3: uh,
0: Tinto Tuesdays Is the uh, obvious uh, yeah, come on, Tuesdays, come on, yeah.
2: Come on, Come on Come on
0: I, I, It's the only theater I can imagine Where Dan is like he right dear mr brass we're holding a retrospective of your work please come live at our theater <laughs> yeah we
1: because we would have a we we would all sleep in one giant bed with little caps on i've yep, seen his yep.
2: cameos in his own pictures he seems like a gross man
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh really the guy who, the guy who's uh, an almost entirely shots of up women's skirts based filmography yeah sure okay <laughs> yeah
1: uh, so I guess now that we've divided that up, I think the only thing left to do is to open this sucker, Dan. Oh, so wow. you just need to have a, a long-lost relative die okay. and leave you the movie theater. All right. Uh, so, wow. So this was a pretty informative episode, and I think everybody learned something. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a Flophouse Mini. We're part of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network that has... A ton of really good podcasts on it. Um, We have an upcoming tour, which you should come see because, as Elliot put it, thanks to the way that uh, airplanes
0: work, you can go anywhere you want.
2: (laughs) Wow. That's putting a lot of pressure on people. Mm -hmm. Distance
0: no longer exists. We have crushed it. It is now – the the world is your oyster.
2: Financial issues involved. I'm on your side. That's true. That's true.
1: Now, where this show has been edited and produced by Mr. Howell Doughty. That's Alex Smith. He's Howell Doughty on various social media platforms. He's the best. He was my best man at my wedding. I love him. Wow. Um, what a credit. I mean, I mean it's a pretty unique
2: credit, dude. Yeah. top of the call sheet above us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the Flophouse podcast, I have been your ticket
0: taker, Stuart Wellington.
2: I've been your uh, snack bar coordinator, Dan McCoy.
0: <laughs> And I'm the projectionist, Elliot Kalin, saying, quiet down there. I'm the only one who's allowed to talk during the movie.
2: Bye! Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.